0: joined by my co-host, not Caden, Caden's not here today, (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, today we're joined by Zachary Haynes from the Pearly Written Podcast, we had a great episode today talking about his study trip to Ireland, he had some interesting outlooks on the community, um, mostly because uh, they didn't usually go to Dublin, they went to Waterford, which is just below Dublin, but um, yeah, he had some really interesting outlooks, it just shows when, when you travel to a different area how much you can learn new stuff and embrace another culture, so yeah. Enjoy the episode we definitely did so uh, yeah hello today we are joined by zach and he's going to be telling us a story about his study trip abroad to ireland well where, where i'm actually from so it'll be great to hear his experiences there and maybe some stories from there so yeah if uh, you want to take it away there, Zach, maybe introduce yourself
1: yeah uh, hi my name is zach um uh during the time of the story i was a student studying at uh, SUNY Oswego in the state of New York, and we travel over to Waterford, Ireland. So the way I kind of want to start this off is that this was pitched to me in October of 2018. So this trip has been something in the works between October of 2018 all the way up to May of 2019. So about eight months of planning and getting everything done and then taking the actual course went into it but the day of first off traveling to ireland was something different because i've never really traveled internationally before so this is my first time going anywhere international and this is my second time going on a plane the first time was when i flew up back from florida earlier in 2019 and that's uh that was kind of a big thing for me it was like high stress getting there but once we were there you know it was great we were fine We got off the airport, got out of the airport in Dublin, got on the bus, headed down to Waterford. And that's when we started to really get into the trip a little bit. The first day was really just like catching up on sleep and stuff that we didn't get on the plane. And then when we got to our rooms and stuff, we actually stayed in the city dorms that the Waterford Institute of Technology, WIT, offered And I gotta say, those rooms were better than the dorm rooms that I'm used to back in the United States. And I've seen some pretty bad dorm rooms over here. But the fact that uh, these, like, basically apartment dorm rooms just, you know, it felt great being in there. But Mm -hmm. um, the first day was really just kind of getting used to where everything was. Knowing where major landmarks were. Knowing uh, some of the popular spots that... That our professors pointed out before because two years prior to this trip was the first time they ever did this trip and it was mostly a trip to study the sport of hurling in ireland but also go on a uh, cultural and historic trip too so we went to a lot of famous landmarks and also a lot of different areas and stuff and learned the history of what um what the cities have to offer and stuff and I gotta say, Waterford was a great city. I really enjoyed Waterford. It was a really good home beast because it wasn't huge or anything. It's not, it wasn't like uh, Dublin like when I talked to people yeah, about it's Ireland. Like a
0: quaint, quaint little town.
1: It's, it's a quaint little town. And I'm used to that because I, I live in upstate New York. So we have a lot of quaint little towns where you can easily walk anywhere or get somewhere or drive two minutes and be where you need to be. So I felt like I really didn't miss a beat except for everybody was driving on the opposite side of the road. So that <laughs> that was like the big culture shock was trying not to get ran over.
0: Yeah. And what about um, prior to this trip I know you said you were there to uh, primarily to see the, uh, the sport of hurling and uh, to check out some cultural and historic landmarks. But uh, did you do any research beforehand? Like was there any like uh, history classes maybe you did in school? Did you do some of your own research?
1: Um, So in order to go on this trip, actually, I had to take a course that was called Modern Sports in Europe. And that was the pre-course heading into the trip. So we did a lot of research into it. Like It was divided two ways. The first half was about Barcelona and their football club and all the other sports that they do, like traditional Spanish sports. And then when it was spring break... That's when those students went to Barcelona. So, when it was my turn, we studied the second half of the semester, studying about Ireland, Irish sports, and stuff. But I also did my own research and stuff, just very basic stuff, like how big is Ireland, you know, um, what's some of the things that you shouldn't do while you're studying abroad, things that you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I try to be polite no matter where I go. So, I'm looking up customs to be like how to not. Take off every Irish person I see because I don't want to come off as this arrogant American tourist. I don't want to make enemies in Ireland. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's not my nature. I rather go and learn a culture and stuff versus you know just go and do whatever I want. But
0: those, um, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. That. The on those first days. Um was, what what did you think about Ireland? Like, did you think, uh, were you uneasy about it? Maybe you were feeling a bit homesick? Or were you, like, were you enjoying it? Like, what were you thinking those first few days?
1: The first few days, we were dragged all over the place. Like, the first day we were there, we were walking all around Waterford and stuff, getting kind of brief history. We got a tour with a guide, and we really walked around the city at that point, and they brought up the history of Waterford and stuff. So by the end of the first day, after we got to our room, nap, and then we did that tour. We felt more comfortable with that. Our professors were really good about it. But then the second day, apparently this happened before we got on the flight, but there was a change in the itinerary. So we ended up on the second day loading onto a bus and going all the way to Galway City to go watch a hurling match. And that was like a last-minute change, but we got to go to Galway City, and that was pretty cool. Uh, it was Galway. I want to say Galway versus Wexford. It was uh, It was really good. It was a really good hurling match. Uh, unfortunately, it ended in a tie, but it, I think Wexford almost completed the comeback on it, but it was a tie. So we weren't exactly just stuck in one place. We weren't stuck in Waterford for 10 days. Like, we were yeah. brought all over to place. So the third day, we... Yeah, I mean... Uh, the only place we really didn't get to stay was in Dublin, but I think that was, I think that was almost better for the trip to avoid Dublin, so that way we could see more of the country. And we did quite a few things. I mean, like Waterford was really good. We got to know some of the locals and especially some of the pubs and stuff. And we learned that some of these pubs are really a, are a really good social hub for what's going on in the, in the town, in the city, in the near. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a similar thing over here. Like people have the regular bars they go to over here. They have pubs going over there, but there's kind of a, there's almost a difference between the two, but, uh, you know, I wrote down some of the bar names and like the pub names and stuff like that, but they, the names have a deeper meaning versus over here. Like someone can name a bar, whatever they want, but like a pub over in Ireland might have a deeper meaning for a name. Yeah, like,
0: a name was, like, the founder or something of the town or something like that. Like, it's an Irish word that means something fancy, you know what I mean? It's just, I get what you mean there, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, um, you know, we learned that some of these pubs have been standing over hundreds of years and stuff, so there's also a deeper connection to the city in that, too. But it was really, like... It was really good because we were able to go, like I said, all over the place Galway. We went down near Cork to the Jameson Distillery and then Blarney Castle. We also went over to Wexford and saw some stuff over there. It was really... It was really a really good trip in terms of, like, we got to see a lot of things. And we were only there for 10 days. And then with two days of travel, it was really eight days. But we got to see... A lot of cool stuff, but we also had enough downtime to go explore Waterford and even do some shopping and stuff. I still have clothes and stuff. That <laughs> you you good? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, sorry, my I think my Discord crashed there. jeez.
1: Oh uh, so, no, um, you're yeah. fine.
0: Uh, cool, it it's good. Anyway, um, yeah, but one thing I was wondering was uh, who was going to comment on was that uh, you've went to all these like different places like down in Waterford. Exford, all those places, and that's great because a lot of people, when they come to Ireland as tourists, they go straight into Dublin. They, they fall right into the tourist trap of like either shops or like uh, leprechauns and, and just merchandise and stuff, you know, but yeah. to get into the actual roots and get into the communities there and see what life's really like, you know, that's the great thing about Ireland, really, you can get in there and properly see because in some countries you can't see that like when you go to spain you can't see what everyday life is like because you're just there as a tourist for the sun and but i don't know i think it definitely it's different in ireland
1: i think uh that was kind of the benefit that i had because at the same time i had a friend who went over to london and studied for a trip in the uk uh for about the same amount of time But she was mostly stuck in London and stuff. The only thing that they left to do was go to Stonehenge and back. And she said she saw a lot of things in London, but there was a lot of tourist traps and stuff. Versus my experience, I went to all these great places and stuff. We went, besides Waterford and Galway, you know, we were down near Cork. We went to Kilkenny. We went to Wexford. And there was a few other places that we also went to that I'm kind of drawing a blank on right now, but we really got to see more of the country and that was kind of the point of the trip versus going to Dublin, staying in Dublin for 10 days, falling for some of the tourist traps and then not really getting anything out of it.
0: Exactly, yeah. That's that's great, especially for your, um, your school to set that up or the organizers to set that up and actually have it in that sense. So they weren't just thinking, oh, we'll go to Dublin, we'll spend a few days, go to a bar or something like that, and we'll live. Like to actually think further ahead. And a question I have for you is probably... um, I know you've been to all these places. What were some of your favorite landmarks maybe you've been to?
1: I think... uh, I didn't... I went up to the top of Blarney Castle. I couldn't get to Blarney Stone. I'm afraid of heights. I am definitely afraid of heights. And I'm also a big guy. And I see these two kind of scrawny guys pushing people down, holding them. And I'm like, if I fall, that's it. I'm done. (laughs) I'm like, if these guys can't grab me, I'm done. But uh, Jameson Distillery... You know, was one of my favorite places to go to as well. But there was also, I think it was a Woodstock Garden. I think was a really nice place to go and walk around. Uh, if I'm saying that right, I'm pretty sure I got that right. But it was uh doesn't matter. Uh, the Woodstock Gardens was a really nice one, and then the Hooklight how lighthouse was probably one of my f- one of my favorite places to go and visit in terms of landmarks and stuff, because you're just, you're right out there on the coast, and we were able to go up into the tower and stuff, and we took pictures up there, and the water was just blue, and you could just see the countryside for miles. And it was unbelievable, just standing up there. I mean, the wind's blowing in your face the whole time, so it's, you know, like, if you're not wearing sunglasses or stuff, you're gonna have a hard time seeing with the wind blowing in your face, but... I think Hook Lighthouse, Woodstock Gardens, and then being able to go down and see the Blarney Castle and the gardens that surround it were some of my favorites.
0: Yeah, and the great thing about that is you've said um, some of your favorites are some of the most beautiful and historically, like, like, most historically beneficial kind of buildings and beautiful buildings and stuff. And it's great to see that, that you appreciate the beauty of the landmarks and stuff, and you're not just looking at the popularity of it or the whoever built it or whatever. You know, you're looking at the, what you see in front of you. You're taking it in a face value, the either beauty or historic significance. So that's great to see. You've got a great mind for it.
1: And that's, uh, that was something to keep in mind that our professors talked about too. They're like, we're going to go see a lot of things. We're going to go see a lot of landmarks. Make sure you get pictures and enjoy the moment. Was basically what they said before we went on this trip, and then they reminded us when we got off the plane and when we started doing stuff. Uh, you know, we were able to go, and like I said, we were able to go and explore Waterford on our own with a buddy system. But when we went, actually went out the landmarks and stuff, we were all as a group able to collectively enjoy what we were seeing together.
0: It's a fantastic day, actually, because, you know, especially your professors, like, they sound very uh, intelligent in the field, like, to actually, like, focus on the important things, and not just the tourist traps, as you said. They sound like great people, basically.
1: And uh, my professors were great. I mean, I, I had one of them that teach the course for the modern European sports, and the other one was teaching kind of the more cultural, the sociology part of it. But they've worked on other study abroad trips too. Like the Barcelona one is their big one. And they usually do a pretty good job of finding more of the local sports and stuff. The, the teams that are some, somewhat smaller. But also picking out stuff that like is not necessarily seen on more popular trips and everything. So that was kind of a big thing too. And they're also international travelers too. Uh, the professor that I had who taught the sports course has been all all around the world. He's been to England, he's been to Australia, he's been to India. He went up to Scotland and Wales one time to do a rugby tour, just to go see a rugby tour. So it's not like either of these professors are just going to one place all the time because they get students. they rather go take a more quality trip that happens once every couple years, but get more out of it versus we're offering the same course in the same city, and they've been there five times before and they've already seen everything
0: mm-hmm. and um what is there anything you've seen i know you went to multiple different places and you were, you got a little deep into the community the community there the pubs you found out about these social hubs and such is there anything like that, that that you you wish you could implement and bring back home with you something you wish could change your home or bring back with you you know what i
1: mean uh yeah i mean like Like, pubs are social hubs, but not... Over in the United States, I mean, we have our bars and stuff. We have our bars that we like going to and where we become regulars and stuff. But it's not on the same level as the pubs over in Ireland. I mean, it kind of feels like if you're really not, like, from the area... I mean, they'll welcome you, of course, and they'll gladly serve you and stuff. But there's also, like, a feeling of, like over here where it's like everybody's really more for making a profit versus I felt like over in, uh, over in the pubs, I felt like it was more, less more of a, it was focused less on making a profit and it was more focused on that social gathering and stuff like that. And I know for the, uh, COVID-19 stuff, that's really hard that I saw that the, uh, uh, the pubs had to be shut down till August, I think, or, Somewhere in the like yeah. the late summer, and that's, that's
0: yeah. I think that's a mix of uh, the social aspect and also people just want a bit of uh, a bit
1: of drink. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's important to have a nice drink at the end of the day. It is. It is. Yeah. So, like with the COVID nineteen going on and stuff, I know that's probably a lot of people over there are probably anxious to get back to it, but they understand what's going on, and I think that's a difference too. Is the way we treat alcohol between two countries i noticed a lot of people over in ireland were more respectful and they were more respectful of it they weren't trying to drink to get drunk they were just trying to drink and enjoy it and i think that's a big cultural difference i saw it's like nobody was really over there out there to get drunk um i didn't really see a lot of people who were drunk but there was people on occasion, like, someone would get too rowdy, and then they get tossed out, but that happens all the time over here, so no one minds it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, what about, was there anything you dislike? Because I hear all these great things about the uh, the the social gathering, the social homes, the, uh, the great landmarks and stuff, but is there anything you didn't really like? Is there anything that kind of turned you off?
1: So, we, basically, for Waterford... We learned that it's one of the oldest cities in Ireland, like the oldest city settled by Vikings. But I think the issue is that so many people know the history and stuff. All the stories started to blend together. And I don't mind learning history and stuff. I mean, like, that was a that was point of the trip, but also I enjoy history. But by the third or fourth time we heard the story, we're like, okay, we got the idea of that and we kind of wish we had time, more time to walk around and stuff. But that was more of an itinerary thing on that part. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I didn't really have any issues with uh, talking with people and stuff. But people knew I was American right away. Like, even before I opened my mouth, they knew I was American. And I felt like sometimes their attitudes just changed a little bit just because they th- they see me as an American. But I'm just... I'm just trying to be a pleasant person all around. Yeah, but it, it's also the. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you're to I was just gonna say that uh, I like the way you you approach it. You're very respectful with your, your manners. You understand why they don't like uh, they don't completely like bring you into the circle of the community straight away. Like I'm glad you respect that, and you're not just like, oh, these people are so selfish or so self-centered.
1: And um, yeah, I mean. But that was also the issue we had with, there was another school that came up from Georgia that didn't approach it the way we did. Um, They were being loud, and some of them were loud and rambunctious and stuff, and then they really didn't respect the culture and stuff. They really didn't care to be there. They just saw this as like a free go, like a free pub hopping tour in Ireland, and that really wasn't the point. Which also, you know, it doesn't matter what state we're from when we leave the country. We're Americans. So one bad American out of like twenty five people paints everyone as like a bad American. Yeah, it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. I get you. And you know, we try to work hard to make a good image for ourselves, especially for our school and stuff, so that way we keep getting invited back versus some of these other schools like some of these bigger universities that they don't care they'll just find another place to go set up camp at Mm -hmm. so i think i'm sorry (laughs) i think um i think that was kind of the problem Is like i really didn't like the other group that was there and then there was a third group that showed up from a different part of georgia and i'm just like well these kids are just being loud and rambunctious and you know they're off doing who knows what causing trouble and then that makes me look bad cuz everybody sees us as Americans versus when we're back over in the states some people might see them as like oh they're from Georgia you know like but that doesn't matter once you step on that plane and travel across the ocean and get into a new country that doesn't matter they see USA you're you're an American it doesn't matter what state you're from
0: exactly and um, one thing I was going to say there was uh, speaking of going back. If you ever went back, what would you uh, on your own like? You there's no itinerary. You can do what you like, go where you please. Um, is there is there anything you want to do or would like to do something you maybe didn't get to do?
1: Um, we talked a lot about hurling and stuff. We didn't get to see any uh, Gaelic football, so I feel like as a sports guy, I would would like to go back to Ireland and just kind of like hop around and go watch different sporting events between Hurling and Gaelic football and kind of spend uh, like a few weeks during that, during like the middle of the season. So that way I could get more of that sports aspect, maybe go to maybe go to some pubs and watch more games like that because we did manage to watch a few games while we were over there. And I know certain pubs have different loyalties and stuff to like certain like uh, soccer teams. So I would really like to go and do more like longer uh, a longer stay and do more sports related stuff but also uh there's a quite a few landmarks i didn't get to see so definitely hit up some of those as well
0: and um, is there any cultural things you really enjoyed like i know there's a good few things with Ireland. There's there uh, we have like traditional music and such we have some uh, festivals maybe, some traditions, but is there anything like that you ever you seen while you're here and you liked it?
1: Uh, I mean, like, we came in, like, late May and early June, and we noticed uh, bank holidays were kind of a thing. But I would... We really didn't time it up to go see any festivals or anything, but mm. I think the next time around, I want to plan it so I get more cultural experience, like, go and attend some, like, festivals Or some actual national holidays for Ireland. And just kind of line it up so that way we're still kind of like on pace to do something at least every single day. But kind of like do something different. Like it's nice to go and see landmarks and learn the history. But I also want to see what's going on right now. What are the Irish people celebrating versus people in the United States? Mm Mm-hmm. And I know uh, I asked,
0: uh, would you adopt anything from Irish culture and bring it over to American? And now I wonder, is there anything from American culture maybe you you think would work well in Ireland? that could be done better?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, because I know Ireland, for the most part, is more progressive than the United States. And it's very hard to take something from America and bring it over to somewhere where... They seem to have something that's already working, and I'm very much for the policy if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But that doesn't mean there isn't room for improvement and stuff. And that's a that's a really tough one because the whole purpose of going over there was to learn about Ireland and the sports culture, and then history, and then social um, uh, sociology stuff too. But then bring it back to United States and see how it compares and stuff. Then that that's really that's really a tough question for me because it's like I took away so much from that trip. I'm not sure what I could take from America and bring it over to Ireland and have it work the same way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, uh, what do you um, what did you enjoy most about um, the 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 one like defining feature was it the landmarks, was it the trip, was it the journey? You know what I mean.
1: I mean, you know, people always talk about, you know, it's not the destination in the journey, and I felt like that rings true because we had a lot of fun just going around and going to all these places and stuff, and then meeting people along the way because people were very curious about us. As um as Americans and stuff, you know, they're curious, like, we're plastered everywhere, which is fine, but it's also, like, people really ask about, like, what's going on over in the United States, and I think that's something that really stuck with me is that there are just, some people were genuinely interested in knowing what average Americans think versus seeing the president or some other big figure in the United States talk and have that be painted on the face of the nation versus hey, we got some actual people who live in a part of the United States that's not really talked about much. Why don't we ask them and see what they think? And I think that's something that really stuck with me. And, you know, it was about the journey and stuff and doing all on the traveling, but it was also about the people that we met along the way and the impacts that they had on us and maybe the impacts that we had on them.
0: So I had a question there a minute ago. I completely forgot. What was it? I just blanked my mind, um, wait, oh god, how did I forget that, Jesus, (laughs) um, ah. I I don't know, I I don't know how I forgot that, (laughs) I don't, well, probably, I'll actually ask you, I know I asked you before, if you came back, what would you do, but, um, do you, like, would you come back? Like, if you had the option, would you come back?
1: That's that's an easy question. Yes, a hundred and ten percent. I'm already talking about going back with some family route family and relatives, because oh, uh, we do have a lot of Irish ancestry, uh, mostly throughout the eighteen hundreds. Like we had a lot of family that came over from Ireland, so a lot of my family wants to go over and see Ireland. And since I was the first one who went over, I was the first one in my family to go across the ocean since 1996. And that was kind of a big thing, too. So they, you know, they were asking me about traveling and stuff and traveling to Europe. So if I had the opportunity to go, I would jump on that as much as I could. Mm Mm-hmm. And
0: would you ever, I know this is a weird question, but I, I've asked it to people before, would you ever move here? Like, do you think it would be a good place to live, or is it more a holiday destination?
1: That, <laughs> we we were actually joking about staying, because, like, we were looking up uh, the government stuff, and, like, we were just looking up, like, like, laws and stuff, and we were just kind of joking, because, like, we're like, oh, we could just stay here, become part of the European Union and stuff it's 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 a tough question to ask someone to leave their home country but i think under the like some of the more worst circumstances like something really bad happened over here i think i wouldn't be opposed to it i have a lot of family over here so i think if i had to move anywhere it'd be canada first and then go about it but it's like ireland's right behind canada it's literally can't other countries to live in besides the united states it would literally be canada ireland and then the uk so it's up there (laughs) i i I think about it but like you know people are like oh i don't want to leave my home country i'm like well if i absolutely had to jump ship and let's just say the only option was to move to europe ireland would be my first choice
0: Good to hear, and uh, one thing I was wondering was when you were over here. I know there's a lot of stereotypes around the world for people, like drink a lot and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, I was wondering when you came here, did any of them hold up or fall through? Like, did you notice any of
1: that? Um, when we were in certain pubs that had an older crowd, that really wasn't the thing. But when we found we found this, like, um, this dance club that was really meant for younger people. The, I think that was the other culture shock, too, was that 18-year-olds are allowed to drink. And most of us were about, most of us were of age except for, like, one person. But she was turning 21 in July. And we were there from May to June, so it really didn't matter. But it was a very weird thing to just see these 18-year-olds going and drinking. And some of them got uh, pretty drunk, too. And I've... I've I, I've been to a number of college bars and parties and stuff to know when, like, someone who isn't really within their weight class is drinking way too much. Uh, okay. So it hold it holds up a little bit, but I see more tourist people doing that than anything else. like, if you go to, if you go to the right pub, no one's really getting no one's drinking to get drunk, but definitely somewhat within the younger crowd and especially like younger people from. United States, who would come over? That's where you usually find it, and and it's all about the way we treat alcohol and stuff. So I really didn't see that. I saw it once in a while, but it it wasn't so common that like it ruined any experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And speaking of um, alcohol and drink there, um did you try any, like a uh, Guinness or anything like that while you, um, you, uh, you were over there? Because I know you you all of age. So, I'm, I'm just wondering, how did the trip go like that? Did you actually try some? Did you just visit the bar? So, what was it with that?
1: Oh, I stayed away from stuff that I'm used to, but I'm also... I like Heineken, so, you know, like, I'm closer to the source. I saw they had tap, so I tried it there. I tried Guinness, too, and I do like that. Um, I actually haven't drank Guinness since I got back from Ireland. I tried it once since I got back, and I couldn't do it because it was just not good. Like, it, it was something about being close to the source of it that made it taste better mm-hmm. versus like i <laughs> i drink it in and i'm like oh well this isn't good i'm spoiled now <laughs> everyone jokes they're like oh you're spoiled you can't drink guinness now and i'm like yeah no because i want to go back to the source mm-hmm. um <laughs> but i tried pretty much anything you know like we always asked like the the bartender what was popular If we didn't know what we wanted, we asked them what was popular on tap or something. And they always had a recommendation. And I think I tried three different apple ciders while I was there, and they were all very good. So, there was a good variety of stuff to try. And it was definitely a good experience. I don't think I found anything that I, like, really disliked. I found, like, maybe one thing that I thought it was okay. But there was nothing there that I was, like, I was completely disgusted by.
0: And uh, uh, another question I have for you, which uh, might tell better, would be um, hurling and um, Gaelic football. Um, I know you're talking about them there, but have you ever, like, you've studied them in your, your sports classes, your European sports classes? Have you ever actually played them, or do you know how to play them?
1: Um, so the day after we went to Galway was our day to go to the uh, Waterford uh, WIT's Athletic. Uh, uh, facility and we trained with uh, one of the uh, coaches there so we actually did get to like get to do to some of the drills figure out how to do certain stuff we didn't actually play a full on match but we were able to like do the drills you know figure out how the game works we studied the rules and stuff before we got here but it's really hard to remember all the rules when you're like bending you know you're going up and down up and down all the time remembering it's, like, three steps, hit the ball, or, like, tap the ball, and then you got to, like, throw it up, swing it, hit it through the goalposts. Like, it, <laughs> it was just a lot of input, and it was hard to remember every single role, but the coach was really nice, and he kind of walked us through it. And mm-hmm. and I uh, I did sports in high school, but at this point in time, I hadn't done anything physical in years, so it was a very much a lot of up, down, and up, down. And it's very much a cardio workout, if anything. But I've been kind of determined to get some hurling equipment and then start working on hurling over here. Because there really isn't a lot of... (laughs) Uh, The only thing I got in my area is there's a Gaelic football club that's in the city near me. But hurling's a lot of fun. And I've showed people it, too. And, like, we have American football. We have hockey. You know, we have stuff that people like violent but then I show people hurling, and they're like, oh, that's too violent. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Have you not seen the stuff that we've been doing to each other for years? This is, like, the next step up. <laughs> In terms of, like, violent sport, this is the next step up. And it's not really, like, focusing on the violence or anything. It's just a very heavy contact sport. And I think hurling's a really good sport for people to watch. But I think it, people get turned off when they can't understand something simple. That's uh, that's not simple, and I think that's kind of a big difference between American sports versus Irish sports.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, it's like I I was talking to somebody before I was on um, I was talking to somebody else on a, another podcast, but um, uh, they mentioned that hurling uh, seems very like is it like they're from America. And they mentioned that hurling was very physical and stuff, and I was just thinking, uh, American football, anything like that. Now, that not a bit physical now,
1: like it's, um, it's funny how it looks. It's mad. It's very interesting to watch it, and then it's even more interesting to talk to people who have never watched it. And then they watch it and they're they're wondering where all the equipment is, like where's all the safety equipment and stuff. And I'm like, look, this is a sport where helmets are optional. They're starting to they're just starting to get helmets into the game. And they see the contacts and stuff and what hits you can do and stuff. And some of it wouldn't even be allowed in American football or hockey or anything. And those are two sports that are painted as viol- like a very contact slash violent sports. That isn't just UFC or MMA, but when I show hurling and stuff, people really like kind of the fast pace of it, and that's something that really intrigues people. They're like, it's a really fast paced game, and oftentimes, than not you get a decently high score out of it, and that's something I've noticed between the two sports cultures. Like, people love like a fast paced, high intensity, and high scoring game, and people absolutely hate defensive games. But when I was over there, I noticed that people like the game no matter what. But it, the one similarly similarity I noticed is that if it's a close game, no matter what, people enjoy it.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely. And one of my uh, one of my last questions for you here would be Do you have any favorite like Irish artists, uh, musicians, just anything like that, actors, anything? No.
1: And that's um that's kind of one of the unfortunate parts is like, like we didn't really get into like that part of the culture in Ireland. I mean, I know you too, but I'm not sure if that's uh, from Northern Ireland or like Republic of Ireland. And that's kind of a problem too, is like when people talk about Ireland, they just say the Island of Ireland sometimes, but then some of these people are from Northern Ireland and that's like part of the UK and stuff. And that's the issue over here, is that people point out they're like, oh, they're Irish. It's like, yeah, but they're Northern Irish. They're part of the UK. And a lot of people get that confusion. Especially people who really don't know anything about Europe or especially anything about the British Isles and stuff like that. They just they hear the word Irish and they just automatically assume they're from Republic of Ireland. Yeah, But yeah. sometimes they're, they're sometimes from Northern Ireland. But we really didn't get to do like the uh that part of it, kind of like the celebrity entertainment part of it. But that is probably something I would definitely like to go back and research some more, yeah, outside yeah. of uh, sports and culture.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, that that was a great chat. You've had some some great experiences, clearly, and I like the way uh, you spoke about it. I like, uh, basically, the great stories. It, it, it seems like a great trip, and it seems like you had a lot of fun, which is the most important part. But... And you also embraced the culture. You got deep into it. You didn't just go into Dublin and uh, buy a leprechaun and then leave.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, tried to, yeah. I tried to avoid, like, the leprechaun stuff because we're in Dublin Airport. Our flight's not for another three hours, so we're gift shopping, last-minute gift shopping, and I'm like, I see the four-leaf clovers and leprechaun stuff, and I'm like, like, if I bring this back, I just wasted ten days in Ireland. So, yeah. <laughs> it was straining myself, but I found some... Uh, I found uh, this hat that was by Guinness and it had a little like a uh, bottle opener on it. I bought it for my dad, and he pretty much wears it to every party that he goes to. And people talk about that hat all the time. So that was like the only thing I kind of like uh, cave into, but like you know something sentimental and like yeah, so yeah. so so like something that I know he would wear, and he does wear it very often, especially during the summer when uh, when there's a lot of parties going on and stuff. He will wear that hat and he will use the hat. I've seen some wear and tear on the hat, so I know he's using it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm glad, he, I'm glad he actually uses that and uh, enjoys it. But uh, yeah, this has been a great talk. Uh, done some great stuff. I hope you can come back soon and uh, enjoy all the things you want to with uh, no limits, basically. So
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I look forward to that day when I can uh, come back and just kind of make my own journey and my own itinerary and hopefully go with some people that are willing to embrace the culture that the way i was told to embrace it and then when you do embrace the culture you get a whole new perspective and it kind of changes how you see things and it also changes how you see things back home
0: yeah of course because uh they're the widely different it's like when uh Say, if, like, I went to, uh, to like, Japan or China, or something like that, the cultures are vastly different because it's other parts of the world. So it's great to have that refresher sometimes, to go somewhere else and just get that complete refresher that there's something completely new out there that you never knew about, you know? And it's great even experiencing those new things and getting to know them.
1: That's, uh, that's definitely a big thing, so... Uh, just making sure that we embrace the new cultures when we go because the stereotype for Americans is like we kind of come in like a bull in a china shop we just kind of do what we want and then we leave and then then we wonder why we get the bad rap bad rap that we do so I think when I think when people allow themselves to embrace the culture ask the right questions and stuff and kind of observe versus speak their minds I think that will change how people think about how things are, and then go back home and kind of like look at the things that are normalized, and then just look at it from a different perspective. Okay.
0: Well, uh, thank you, Zach, for joining me today. It's been great listening to all of this. Uh, you've got some great things to talk about here, and I can't wait for you to see more of Ireland. Hopefully, in future.